Welcome to Season 4 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the conversations of Rockstar Burst and myself, Michael Woodland, as we discuss the sport of shooting, goals, training, community matters, and everyday life. You are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And thank you for joining us for another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. This week's show is brought to you in part by JM4 Tactical. JM4 Tactical is a proud supporter of this show and also sponsors yours truly in the sport of competition shooting within USPSA. And if you haven't already done so, head on over to YouTube and check out the coffee video that we did review. And later on in the show, we will talk about JM4 a little bit more in depth. But head on over to jm4tactical.com and check out all their holster accessories that they have and now products for coffee. So yes, a holster company got into coffee, but if you go watch that video, we'll talk about it a little bit more to make it more clear for you to understand. But this week's show is brought to you in part by JM4 Tactical. Now, as always, I like to tell everybody, thank you for being a listener to the show. It is very appreciative. It actually kind of knocked me off my socks or knocked me out of my socks when I went to the match last weekend and a lot of people was talking about the product review I done on I mean not the product review but the match review I done from my last um, competition match then on top of that the podcast so once again I want to give everybody two thumbs up for being a supporter of the show it means a lot to me pretty sure it means a lot to Rockstar because I don't never give her a chance to tell me that because She's throwing stuff at me, chasing me, trying to get me off of her nerves. The party never stops. Trust me, the party never stops. <laughs> but if you will, head on over to YouTube and check out the M-W Tactical YouTube channel and go ahead and subscribe to us. Hit the bell notification for how you want to be notified when we put up new videos. Also, remember, once we hit a thousand subscribers, we will be doing a giveaway. So that's always going to be in place until we hit 1,000 subscribers. Now, if you're listening to us on your favorite streaming platform, do the same thing. Go ahead and follow us, subscribe, however it is offered to you on that platform so you will be notified when a new podcast comes up. Now, remember, if you listen to us on Spotify, you also have the option to watch us on Spotify as well. So that's a feature that they have. So. Once again, thank you for being a listener to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Now, without further ado, y'all already know who the co-host is, the person who I get on her nerves every day. I be trying to get her in trouble at work, calling, setting off the fire alarms, hacking into their computer system, you name it, I'm going to do it just so I can get a laugh out of this female, but Sometimes she don't laugh, you know, so that's how we do it, but that's how we're going to claim it. But without further ado, bringing forth the lovely, the beautiful, 
the co-host of the M-W Tactical Podcast, the one, the only rock star. What's going on there with you there, Miss Rockstar? Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> currently getting the stare down from my cat, so okay. I'm not quite sure what this is all about, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I've been lately for the past couple of weeks, I always found this funny when you watch animal clips and people do the voiceovers, like they're talking in place <laughs> the animal. <laughs> I've always found that funny and I've never been in a position where I can record an animal doing something so I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some funny ones out there that I've been seeing on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I don't know what he's up to. Someday I'll get a dog. I, I like animals in general, but I've always worked so much. And I used to travel a ton for work. So I could not, we had, a, we always had dogs growing up. We had like three or four of them. And uh, I got a cat. I've had a couple cats now. And they're nice because they're like low maintenance and they're pretty self-sufficient and this one's pretty friendly so we'll be like out and about but someday i hope that mm. i can get a dog <laughs> but now, have you have your cat ever tried to smack you before or have you ever seen your cat smack somebody before <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't he but he's very play well, he's little he's only like a year and a half so he's still very playful um so he has like he likes a laser pointer and you know, that he chases around. <laughs> My room gets him all these toys. Like the cat is spoiled. <laughs> like he's oh, he's like, he lives indoors. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was going to um, North Mac in Charlotte, and there was a guy who lived in this community. The neighborhood was called Trinity Park. I think that was I think it was Trinity Park. But there was a guy who lived out there in that neighborhood who went to school with us. And he told us, um, well, it was another friend who told us this guy had his cat trained like a dog. We didn't believe it. We went to the house, man, he's throwing paper. The cat picks it up, bring it back. You know, he does the bang, cat falls down. You know, he's doing all kinds of stuff and it's acting like a dog. And I was like, I didn't think you can train a cat like that, but I seen it with my own eyes. and. And I actually seen somebody else do the same thing on video also. Like the cat was trained like a dog. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I had a cat that played fetch. This is, a, I don't know if you'll be able to see him, but he just hopped up on my lap. So this hmm. is, <laughs> that's his name is Scotch. He's a. Yeah, he's going to be mad at you now. <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> Normally he leaves me alone. So I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I don't have any um, animals in the house because, you know, I'm hardly ever home um yeah. the little assistant she wanted a cat but then she turned around she wanted a dog so one weekend when she was here with me it was like a stray cat just popped up and you know she was like oh maybe we can keep it and I was like well let's just think about it you know we went ahead we fed it and everything and I just didn't want the cat in the house because obviously I think the mother got hit by a car because I remember seeing a dead cat on the road so I figured that was the mother and um this little cat she called him rascal um was right there and then one day I just walked outside and I just heard all this crying like meow meow I was like what in the world so look up under the truck sure enough it was a baby cat right there <laughs> right and you know it was shaking and everything so um went ahead got some milk and um some cat food and fed him but then when we went back outside, he wasn't there no more. <laughs> so 
But I was just like, well, maybe he'll come back, you know, because she was all heartbroken about it. And I was like, well, you know, we don't want to bring him in the house yet. And, you know, we don't know, you know, what's going on with the cat, who it actually belongs to, you know. So it was it was a hard conversation for her, you know, at yeah. that age, because that's what she really wanted. Like, right. you just don't pick up strays from the street and bring it in the house. You got to do your research oh, yeah. and everything else. You definitely don't want to do that. I did that. The last cat that I had, he was on the side of the road. He was also an orange tabby. Little, and he was little. I mean, he was probably, when I took him to the vet, the vet was like, yeah, he's not even like seven or eight weeks old yet. So I think he got abandoned picked him up and um he had ear mites he had something else oh, and then he had ringworm so i ended up getting ringworm from this cat oh wow <laughs> wow um yeah yeah well, i had here a... i am trying to be the good samaritan for this poor kid Ugh. yeah you gotta be careful with that one um and that, that's one thing i've always been cautious about with animals is because you know, they're in the elements more than we are, but half the time when a cat or dog or whatever animal you have go around the corner and do whatever, you don't know what they're getting into. And then they're coming back home and just going around the house, rolling around, laying on everything. Got to be cautious. Got to be cautious. Yeah. So how was, how was your week in total? Hmm, I don't know what flew by. I took my braids out, which you can, if you're oh, watching, yeah. you can see. Yeah, yeah, big pro you got, that I got to work through. You got, <laughs> you got like the big hair frenzy going on. I right know. <laughs> it's crazy. I took them out last night, so I have to wash it still. It's still like a hot mess. Um, and that took like all day. And then what else did I do? I don't know. I've just been... Um, Kind of working on some different projects and I feel like what else did I, oh I went to a new Italian restaurant in Milwaukee that was really good um so I enjoyed that and then this weekend I'm going to Chicago so one of my girlfriends got tickets to she won tickets to see Eric Church so we get to go to this free concert and I like country music a lot so I got my plaid shirt and my cowboy hat and I am like ready to go <laughs> you, got, you got a big belt buckle I do have a big belt but I'm gonna wear leggings I, I was I'm like, I don't want to wear jeans I want to wear leggings but I do have a really <laughs> belt buckle <laughs> only belt buckle that I got is um when I was in 27 infantry I mean not 27 infantry but um uh, two nine infantry over in Korea. You do this um, walk called Manchu, the Manchu Mile, and um, you do so many of them. They give you like a coin, and then you get a belt buckle. <laughs> like after, like, I think it was like four of them. So like that's the only belt buckle. I actually, I think I got one from another um, unit I was in also, but I never wore it. I never wear it though. It's like still in the box they gave me it. <laughs> you know, so one of those type things. So um, this week, I want to bring up the talking points of, um, well, first, we're going to have an interview with JM4, and we're going to talk about the coffee process that they have. So um, as we already know, the video is out. People have been writing about the coffee. Um, actually, people have been sending me pictures of them buying the coffee. Like, hey, I just got the coffee in. This is pretty good. Like, Which one did you get? I got the Texas blend. Oh, let me know how that tastes. <laughs> you know so i had like plenty of conversations like that over um the past week or so um in regards to that 
And then I'm going to talk about um, Ukraine. All right. So we already know gas is going up. All right. And around my area, it seems like they was trying to keep it under four dollars. But right down the street from me, it jumped up to like four nineteen. And I know a lot of people are like, oh wow, you know, four nineteen. That's pretty. Oh, but that's pretty high around here because I haven't seen it like that high in years. You know, um, especially like when I was a drill sergeant here, I don't really remember it being that. that. South Carolina was trying to curb gas prices as much as possible. And then it was another talking point I heard on one of the shows that I was listening to, whereas the politicians were trying to debunk Second Amendment talks with what's going on over in Ukraine. Man, so I found that pretty funny. So, And then you had actually sent me an article about smart guns. And I think that's going to be pretty interesting to talk about just to hear your take on it, what I read in the video that came with that article that I've seen, and then bounce off the talking point. So I think it's going to be interesting conversation as well. But let's go ahead and dive into this commercial break, come back and um, let's hit up one of those topics. And um, I'll let you decide after the commercial break, which one we're going to do first. All right. So if everybody will, Please take this time, go ahead and adjust your headphones, turn your volumes up. If you're driving in your vehicle, adjust your sunshades, put the car in cruise control, and here are a few words from our sponsors. Mental health and guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. Are you in need of a new firearm and are planning to make your purchase online? Well, you're going to need a Federal Firearms Licensee, or FFL, to receive shipment of your purchase, to process your paperwork, and to conduct your background check. CAE Transfers is your affordable FFL solution with a cost of only $20 per item or $15 per item with the presentation of your South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and let me know that MW Tactical sent you. Hey everyone, John from Outdoor Dynamics here. We're a remanufacturer of ammunition based in Kannapolis, North Carolina. We make everything from 9mm 115 grain to specialized 40 Smith & Wesson. So if you have anything from an open gun to just a standard Glock 19, Feel free to reach out to us at OutdoorDynamics.net or we're on Instagram and Facebook with Outdoor.Dynamics. And we're always here for you. Happy to answer any questions you have. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And thank you for sitting through that commercial break. And as we stated before the commercial break, that we had a couple talking points that we wanted to hit up. Now, the choice between the smart gun and Ukraine. So I'm going to let Rockstar decide which one we're going to hit up first. 
that's, I mean, Ukraine's kind of at the forefront of everybody's mind. So I think that would be, that'd be good to talk about. Okay. So let's go ahead and hit that one up. So as I stated before the commercial break, around my area in South Carolina, I noticed like how the gas just shot up, right? And in a matter of two days, was it like 40 cents? <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is, wow, it's really happening. But now, of course, on social media, a couple of friends out in California, they were sending me what was taking place out there. You know, so gas out there shot up to like $6, almost 7 you know. But of course, your area and the way it is with the living conditions. But California is also one of the states, whereas majority of their prices for gas is majority of tax. You know, so they throw a tax on everything just to jack up the price. Everybody wants a piece of the pie, I guess. But um, how is it affecting your area? You know? Well, I put, a, um, I put a poll out on Instagram on Monday, maybe, because gas was $3.99 this weekend. I feel I fell up for $3.99. I posted a picture. I'm like, this is stupid because I don't want to pay 399 for gas and then i drove 20 miles north and then i could have filled up for 374 and i was really upset about that then i was like i wonder what other people are paying for gas and my um my people that i interact with on instagram are kind of all over the country which is pretty cool so i ask you what state are you in and how much does gas cost by you so California was the most expensive and Washington, California and Washington state were the most expensive and they were well over $5, if not close to six. And Texas was about between $3.99 and like $4.29. And then on the East coast, it was right around $4 for the most part. And then the Midwest was, you know, below $4, but not by a whole lot. So, and I, and then a couple of people that I talked to, so my friend down in Arizona, he said the gas was, uh i think it was close to four dollars and now it's like 4.59 or something just a few mm. days later so i've been kind of keeping an eye on it it's weird because i'm like this is what happened before the economy tanked last time we had really high gas prices and then the bottom kind of dropped out so i'm hoping that that's not a precursor as to what's about to come because that would not be good <laughs> well the one thing that surprise me it doesn't really surprise me but it's surprising me on how people are not doing anything about it you know so let's take the mathematical equation 20 minus one and then put a c in front of it and put the other letters with that you know some people call it the rona and there's no talk about it no more now it's just gas Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's still some people out here um with the mask on. But now my whole thing was was it a scam? Was it a hoax? What's going on? You know, so now is this the next crisis that's taken over? Because possibility of um starting another world war. But are we completely over? what just took place the past two years of lockdowns and <laughs> people not getting the help that they need health-wise and everything? Yeah, it's one of those questions. I like, I like, 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 I'm more like, like wow. COVID ghosted us. Like, 
yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, we got we got ghosted. There's no closure. It's like a bad breakup. Like, <laughs> yeah. so the thing that got me was, um, I mean, like, what can politicians really do? Can they actually bring forth charges or anything behind this? Because, I mean, like, to me, I think it was a scam. A hoax however you want to look at it overall you know but i'm a firm believer in this it was nothing more than about the money yeah you know so the whole talk of it was at first hey stay in the house till we get control of this and then oh if you come out of the house um just put a mask on but then the science start kicking in like hold on if this mask can't block out a fart how is it blocking out anything else <laughs> you know and then it was well you want to do the mask we have to do this certain type of mask right right but i i said this to everybody if it was real everything would have shut down for longer than what it did and it would have started with the airplane industry right that would be yeah, the first thing and it would have shut down. correct correct but then you notice like how and this common sense stuff it, once it hits you it's like, are we doing what? Are you saying what? You know, like, so now when you go into these buildings or whatever, you got a piece of plexiglass in front of you. And I'm talking to a piece of plexiglass, but I can still reach around and grab you. Yeah. Right. So does this stuff just stick on the window and it doesn't move after that? That's going to protect you? Right. You know, like, come on, man, we got to wake up. We got to wake up. Or like when you would like hand them cash or like hand them your card and then like, but you're touching everything, yeah. you know, like your germy hands are all over my stuff. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy, but, oh, that's crazy. But now the new thing is what's taking place over in Ukraine. All right. So are we actually going to use our own oil that America, because from what I understand, America produces the most barrels of oil outside of everybody else or am i wrong that i don't know but i know we produce a lot and we were producing one of my friends sent me the math and it was like we get like six hundred thousand barrels a day from russia and the keystone pipeline is capable of producing like around like 800,000 barrels a day. So in theory, we could replace what is being lost, but that got shut down for the most part. And there's also like the oil industry has changed. So I was reading this article on CNBC, which I thought was really interesting because oil has changed a lot really like since the, like the mid 2000, like, like 2010 or so. Mm -hmm. um, so, Part of that is because they're um, they're basically being pressed to cut their their capex. So they've been shifting it to paying down debt. They pay out more dividends. There's also this, you know, the whole like green movement of no longer producing carbon or like limiting carbon, and then. Um, they also invested like a lot of money in fracking. So they were, they didn't have like a ton of positive cash flow. And then obviously like during COVID, 
stopped a lot because you know half of the world was not doing anything. So um, overall production plummeted, and that's kind of been coming back, but we're still only at about you know 50% or so of what production was pre-COVID. And there's really like so there's a couple things. So either like we have to pump more oil. Um, our OPEC has to basically change their their quotas for their production, um, what their production numbers are. So I don't know. It's really, really interesting because it seems like a lot of these things were kind of already set in motion in the past decade or so. And obviously, um, you know, like Texas and North Dakota, they were doing a, a ton of production there. But <laughs> there's also, um, I don't know, it's like we're living in kind of like a different world from back then. So I always kind of like equate oil to, uh, to like how cigarettes were. So like for years and years and years, like cigarettes were a shoe in for anyone who was investing in them and you got returns on your investment no matter what. And everybody kept smoking and all of these things, right? And then they started to pass all this legislation and it turns out smoking is really bad for you. And all of these things happened that kind of really stopped um, the cigarette industry from being as profitable. And I feel like now there's something similar happening within the, like the big energy industry. And not that gasoline's going away and obviously smoking is still around. It has, I mean, it's not obsolete, but if you're investing in some of those big cigarette companies, you know, Philip Morris and uh, RJ Reynolds, your, your dividends are not what they used to be. It's not this shoe in uh, money that you were, that you were once guaranteed. So it's sort of similar because there's a big attack obviously on oil, even though a lot of the green alternatives, and I say green loosely because you know, the mining to get lithium is extremely toxic to the environment and it needs boatloads of water. And there's a lot of like not so green things about green energy, mm -hmm. but there's all of these things that are happening that are sort of, and that have been happening that have not put us in this position where we are vulnerable because drilling at home is frowned upon. And there's a lot of legislation that makes it really complicated. And it's also something like, yeah, sure, great. Like we could turn on production of the Keystone pipeline again, but we're still, it, it, we wouldn't be able to just rely on our own fossil fuels at, at this point, the way that we're set up and with the push from the environmental groups and really like our infrastructure overall. So I think right now we have to have that hard conversation. Like, what, so what is our plan? Like, how are we going to move our economy forward? I don't think having completely renewable energy is a safe strategy. I think that leads to the grid being really vulnerable. There's also places where solar doesn't work or it's really hard to get, um, you know, water energy. Like you can only, you can't, you can only build a Hoover Dam so many places, you know what I mean? So right. we're just limited as to what we can do. And I think gasoline needs to stay, like gasoline, coal, natural gas, like those all need to stay part of this product mix of how we move our, our energy system forward. Um, that's kind of like a different tangent, but I do sort of feel like that's sort of like part of the crux of this conversation that nobody wants to have. It's like, we've kind of done this to ourselves. We've depended on foreign oil for a long time and with people who don't necessarily like us or agree with us, but they've kind of played nice in the sandbox with us because they've had to. 
but now that's not the case anymore and we're kind of like caught with our pants down so how do we fix it well um i think it can be fixed but we got to resort to what we know will work um i'm not a big fan of pushing forward with electric cars because i believe making a battery is more dirty than the natural resources that we already have you know and a lot of people are not looking at it from that standpoint and i had a conversation with what about four or five people in depth about this over the past three months and everybody i spoke with two of those people have electric cars and oh it's the best thing oh trust me you're about to get hit with something and it's going to hurt you you know um how many batteries does it take to do an electric car? You know, so now instead of going to the gas station, you got that um, adapter in your home. So now how much is your electric bill going to go up? You right. Know? <laughs> electricity by burning coal. Exactly. Like, let's have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I said, it's, it's about to get spiraled out of control because um, what took place a couple years ago with Enron is that going to be the next thing that takes place with energy you know um but even if you go back and you look at it um and as I stated beforehand I believe I saw something that said um America produces more oil than everybody else in the world I don't know if that's really true or not but look at where majority of that oil will have to be taken from because if it's on um, tribal lands i mean that's a whole different process you got to go through the legal battle that you had already stated that you you got to get that stuff through but um moving forward i think this right here is another play into pushing for the the use of electric cars right because now, this was a conversation I had just a couple weeks ago when I said this. So if you get rid of the everyday person driving a car, I don't think an 18-wheeler is going to do the same thing that it's able to do with gasoline as far as hauling stuff from an electric capacity, All right? So now if we're saying everything is going to go electric, are we talking airplanes, cars, trucks when i say trucks semi boats <laughs> cargo ships and all that right and let's say we don't even dive into it that far and it's just cars for the everyday person right now now how is that going to drive the price of fuel up for the people who are driving the 18 wheelers driving the trains you know driving the cargo ships from the different countries bringing in um, the goods the imports right and the fuel for airplane because remember that one time when airplane tickets went up, when gas went up, <laughs> you know, it was almost like, hey, you got to save up for four months just to get one plane ride. Right. It's crazy. You know? So how is that going to affect everything? Because we already know once the price of gas goes up, grocery goes up. And then if groceries go up, everything else is going to follow. <laughs> you know, it's like a chain reaction. So what's the remedy? I say keep everything like it is. We're not hurting but what's the big push, right? 
I, I, I say I do want to remember this. I heard this over the radio, and it was over 15 years ago. I want to say it was um, one of the British um, states. And it says something along the lines of by 2030, they put into a law that everybody will be having electric cars by then. All right. So, but this was like, like I said, about 15 years ago. And I was like, man, that's, this is how it's going to go down slowly, but surely look at what's taking place, but look at all the, um, the major car companies that are jumping on board of it also. So remember that big thing, this was probably around the 2006 era between 2006 and 2010 when they was doing the whole push for flex fuel right oh yeah and then what, yeah like eight years later after the big push it was like oh flex flex fuel was a hoax it didn't provide you any benefits to anything <laughs> if anything it burnt gas faster yeah. than it was supposed to save you and all this and that but i think that was just a money grab as well yeah the E85 or whatever. My yeah. parents have a car that runs on that. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like it's just a, and I mean, we shouldn't even have, you know, our, all of our fuel. Well, I don't know about you, but in, at least in Wisconsin and Minnesota, the, all of our fuel has ethanol in it. Like it's all, it's up to 10% ethanol. Not all of it, but a lot of it, like the unleaded, it's just up to 10% ethanol. Like and that makes me mad because it's corn, like it's corn oil, essentially. And corn is heavily subsidized by the government. So I'm like, why are we doing, why are we doing something that one we know is not good for your engine? Ethanol is not, it doesn't burn as good as gasoline does. And secondly, that we're subsidizing it so it can get poured into our, I just like into our gas tanks like that makes sense to me. So. Hey, well, I mean, what do you do when the system is in place when somebody can say something along the lines of, Hey, if I do this, will you wash my hands? And later on I can do this for your campaign. And like, that's how majority of it starts. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we just got to sit back and wait and see what happens and see how the people will react to it. But I can honestly say, I'm not a fan of electric cars. I driven one beforehand. It was weird, but it was only because it was new. Of course it was weird, but I prefer and keeping what I have right now, which is a fuel car. Well, you, you go to the gas station, you put fuel in it. <laughs> if the system ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't see nothing wrong. Right. Well, the whole thing is, I mean, in my in my mind, all this like smart stuff, the whole goal, and we've seen this, right? We're like, mm -hmm. there are people on Twitter who are like, you need to shut off all the electricity or the electric cars in russia blah 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 and i'm like this is exactly what they want because if you can be on the grid on the smart grid the quote unquote i think anything that's called smart whether it's smart guns which we'll talk about smart cars smart houses smart phones anything that's smart is just people who think they're smarter than you trying to uh, put more restrictions on your life and surveil what you do and all of it comes back down to these like if you have a smart car and I don't know if you've read about like the ESG or the social credit system, but essentially it's this, you know, this is where we're headed. So I'm really big into the whole agenda 2030. And I mean, I've been studying that for a long time. And if you look at um, event 201, that's something that popped up years ago. That's basically how COVID has been playing out. Hmm. And um, all of these things, like they tell you all the things that they're going to be doing, but you know, the 2030 agenda is basically this carbonless society where we don't own anything, everything's kind of rented, we're all plugged into the smart grid, 
And all of these things that are happening are, it's like full speed ahead towards that. So if you have an electric car and your social credit score is good, like you can go about your business and do your thing. But if you have your social credit score and you've said something to, you know, make the Facebook overlords upset, they can dox you and they can shut off access to your car for 48 hours. It's like, you know how people get thrown in Facebook jail for right. saying things? It's the same right. thing, but like it actually impacts real life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. have you ever seen that um series on Netflix? Uh what's it called? Black Mirror? Yes. That's they had an episode something like that, whereas your social engagement was based off of like people liking you. Yeah. And the more people who don't like you, it's like it takes away from you and you start losing privileges. So yeah, it's like it was crazy. I was like, wow. They do that in China already. Like China yeah. already has a social credit system. Yeah, I heard that. I thought it was just an experiment. I didn't think it was like everyday life, but actually it must be real life that still continues to this day. Yeah. And I don't know how, because I mean, a lot of China is like really poor, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's like they're working in rice fields and they're there. They don't even have smartphones, but you know, the, I would assume that the more populated and controlled parts are very much plugged into this, um, you know, this kind of new world order system that they're trying to lay out. Wow. That's crazy. But let's, let's talk a little, um, little bit about this smart gun, that yeah. article that you had sent me. So how can you make uh, an animate object like a firearm smart? So let's talk about that. You know? So of course, Rockstar sends me this article and I started reading it. And off the title alone, I was like, this isn't a good idea. This is not a good idea. <laughs> and the reason why I say this is because remember, there was a state that's right there on the Pacific coast where a lot of um, celebrities live, they was talking about something like that being in place out there. Now, my take on any type of smart firearm, I'm totally against it. Because the way I look at it is, okay, if I was doing my job in the military, and I'm doing whatever, and somebody gets hit, my firearm goes down. I try to pick up somebody else's firearm. It won't work because it's either going to be radio waved or finger print or, you know, something bio. But what if I was sweating real bad and still pick up my firearm and it doesn't work? It's not going to read anything. Right. So that's why I said I don't think it's a good idea. You know, so you're out with your spouse. Something happens you get taken out now your spouse has the ability to pick up that firearm and save the family or your life or you know her life it's not working because it's not her fingerprint or she doesn't have on the ring that's compatible for that firearm or however it is you know that's the reason why i don't like the talk of the smart gun technology and I just don't think it's a good look overall. But how do you feel about it? And let's just happen to say if the government was to jump in and mandate it, whereas that's what you have to buy. So how would you feel about that? Um, 
Well, I feel like there'd be enough time to stockpile some other things before that. <laughs> so, I just wouldn't buy any new firearms is kind of what it would come down to. And then obviously like the black market is a very real thing. So right. um, I would probably just continue to use <laughs> normal firearms if it really came down to that. Um, I think it's interesting because there's basically two companies that are, are really kind of pushing for this. One is called Lodestar Works, and then the other one is called Smart Guns LLC. Um, and Lodestar Works is based out of Boise, and then Smart Guns is based out of Kansas. Um, and they're both hoping to have their products available um, for purchase this year. And of course, you know, the one guy from the one company has got this story, and he's like, I've heard all these stories of um you know children who were shot when they were playing with guns unattended smart guns should you know could stop those kinds of tragedies blah 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 and like i get that but also so would being a responsible firearms owner and you should not be letting your children use guns as toys although <laughs> i watched tiger king. i haven't watched tiger king until recently i just watched it because i was it's just a disaster i'm like oh my god how is this real life but that one the one husband of exotic or joe exotic like he killed himself on accident like with a firearm he didn't think it was loaded and i was like wow, that's really sad. It's like really kind of messed up. So, I mean, it's not that I'm not saying those things don't happen like they do. Um, but again, doing stupid things, like he didn't check if the fire, he just said, oh yeah, you know, it's not loaded. He didn't check if it wasn't loaded. He just assumed that it wasn't like he didn't check. He, you know, pointed it not in a safe direction. Um, so he broke all the rules. So, I mean, yes, it's really sad that that kid died. Like he definitely, it was an accident. He didn't deserve that but there are lots of things that he could have done differently that could have prevented that from happening. Um, so, I mean, yes, you can always like have that sob story, but then, okay, so then let's say that same family, they, they have a smart gun so their kids can't use it to accidentally shoot someone, but then like your, your example, okay, cool, a burglar breaks in, uh, dad gets shot and it's registered under his fingerprint and now no one else in the house can use it and the whole family dies. So it's like, did you really save anybody or, you know, or you could have just made sure that your guns were properly stored and not let your kids use them unattended. And I don't know, I just feel like it's, it's trying to prevent something that is preventable without having to use this, this new technology. But one thing I've always said, when it comes to firearms, there are a law in place with a firearm that covers everything. Now, what was that, three years ago when they came out with these, what, a thousand something new firearm laws? Only thing they did was rewrite the laws <laughs> that was already in place. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in if you do a crime with a firearm, if you were to prosecute the person instead of just certain people, right, prosecute everybody, right, to the extent of the law, that's going to be the example that's made, and it's going to reduce everything. Uh, I honestly believe that. Now, with smart technology and firearms, okay, you can go ahead and put it out there and sell it. Somebody's going to figure out how to deactivate something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
because um that same article it says something about a company had put out a 22 pistol um <laughs> yeah and somebody figured out the hack whereas when it was um on safe it will fire like you can actually remote do something with a magnet or something and you know remote it to fire you know so yeah you can put it out there but it's going to be something in place where somebody's going to outsmart it you know yeah and um, i don't want it to be linked i don't need the government to know what guns i have they don't need my fingerprints on that stuff like they have no business you know knowing those records I don't think anybody has any business knowing that. And I would have to, I would have to provide all of that. I'm a firm believer in that, but let's look at it from this standpoint. If you do get, well, let's just happen to say they were to say from here on out, you can only buy smart firearm technology, right? So whatever handgun, whatever rifle you buy, shotgun, it has to have the smart technology with it. With that being said, the next thing or something before that might have been, oh, in order for you to buy this firearm, you must have this type of storage capacity at a minimum in your living area. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now, okay, now you're really stepping over boundaries, if you ask me. That's really right. stepping over the boundaries right there. Because why are you trying to control, you know, somebody's every movement? with something right right um which in turn goes back to what i said a couple weeks ago look at what's taking place over in ukraine right why was the government throwing you know firearms at the people uh, time to defend but why are we so quick to try to take everything away Right. So what took place in California, as we've been talking about a couple of shows ago as well. Right. When they said, don't, police chief, don't come out to Los Angeles because we're not going to be able to help you. Right. You're on your own. <laughs> yeah. So people are running up on people, robbing them, breaking into their house. Right. But the residents in that state who was, hey, I'm anti-gun. We don't need a gun. Those are the same people that went out and started buying firearms. They know, don't know how to use them. So now you're doing double the damage because you don't know how to use that tool properly, you know, in the act of whatever you're doing to protect yourself, your family, or your property, you know? So it's one of those like, hmm, okay, are we just chasing our tail in that circle? You know, but why isn't somebody standing up and actually saying something you know that's common sense that okay this right here is in place you win we win let's move on with life you know but once again it is going to show how greed is taking the place of basic necessities in life <laughs> that's yeah. the easiest way for me to say it you know so but I'm not a fan of smart technology and firearms whatsoever. I, I think that's a bad idea. You know? right. Yeah. Cause now what about the police officer, right. you know, who has the smart technology firearm and pushing or whatever you have fingerprints, um, touching points, a ring, whatever. Some people sweat intensely under pressure. Mm -hmm. 
right. or let's just happen to say this officer gets into it he falls in some mud you know trying to get cover or big dirt you know whatever it gets on that firearm and now it's not working because that link is not working the same thing we said at the beginning of this conversation you know so it can work on both sides you know right. so i think it's more cons than pros when it comes to smart gun technology in my I, opinion. I would agree i mean if someone really wants to purchase one i, I guess like i'm not opposed to people having them like if, if, if they feel like that's okay so am not and in my mind if someone who wouldn't normally purchase a firearm feels that having a smart gun would be a safer decision for their home and it would encourage them to purchase one i would be okay with that but i don't want it to be mandated i think it can be right. an option in the purchases and if you know there's a mom who is very hesitant to have a firearm in her home but her husband says you know you know this i can i'm the only one who can this kind of is, you know things and so on and so forth and she's like okay we can now have a <clears throat> a firearm in the home I would be okay with that, but my concern is the same as yours, that it's going to be, that's what, you know, everyone's going to have to have one. There's not, same with like the electric car, right? Like you can drive an electric car. That's great. If you want to do that, that's on you, but don't make me drive one. You know, like I'm, I'm all about. Options. Yes. I'm all about, like you said, the option of, but don't narrow my options down to whereas everything is, Hey, the government says this, the government says that. Right. But the same people who are, well, I'm trying to do the right thing. This is what they said. You're going to have to pay for that later on. And it's going to hit you. Right. You know, so look at what took place when, hey, we got to be locked down. Same people that was like, hey, I'm just trying to do the right thing. The same people that started complaining about it later on. Right. <laughs> you know, so be careful what you ask for. But at the same <laughs> time, you know, just use a little bit of common sense in your decision making skills. <laughs> yeah but um let's go ahead and dive into another commercial break and when we come back off of this break we're going to have a conversation with jm4 tactical and talk a little bit about the coffee you know so if you actually got a bag of coffee go ahead and um hit us up and let us know and tell us what you thought about the blend that you got and like i said it was a few people that actually sent me some um some pictures on Facebook and Instagram that they actually got the coffee. And I was like, Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. But we're going to have a, um, a quick talk with Chad when we come back about this coffee and on this commercial break, go ahead and pull up that video that we did on the M-W tactical YouTube channel and check out that review of the coffee and then um, join in on the discussion. Tell us what you think. <laughs> All right. Um, but you have anything else you want to say to the good people before we hit this commercial break there, Miss Rockstar? I don't think so. I mean, it's I feel like we're in this sort of weird holding pattern with all the things in the new. I mean, COVID is MIA and who knows what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and gas prices are skyrocketing. And there's just a lot of it's just a weird it's still weird. It's been weird for two years and I don't feel like it's never going to get less weird at this point. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think that there's obviously lots of interesting two-way stuff happening, but there's also lots of just life stuff happening. So, you know, if you see anything interesting, send it to us. And if there's anything that like you want us to cover, I think that would be kind of 
kind of fun, but it's such a crazy time right now that it's like, eh, anything kind of goes, you know, there's so much weird stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but like I said, if you will, please do a search for at M underscore W tactical on everything and give us a like, follow, subscribe, comment, do all that good stuff and um, join in on the party and follow our adventures through the two way community. Now, of course, if you want to hit up Miss Rockstar, talk to Miss Rockstar or go ahead and ask her about dressing up her firearm. You could do so by hitting her up at Rockstar Burst, Rockstar B-E-R-S-T on Instagram. You can, uh, you know, give me all of your firearm tips and tricks. You can vote on what I should do next with my hair. Um, there's lots of fun things going on in my Instagram page right now. So feel free to uh, drop by and say hello. There you have it. So if everybody will, please go ahead and take this moment, top off your drinks, go ahead and utilize the restroom. And here are a few words from our sponsors. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people, we're back at it again. And thank you for sitting through that commercial break. And as I stated before the commercial break, that we were going to bring on one of the owners from JM4 Tactical. Now, as I've been saying week in and week out, that the owners of JM4 Tactical actually sponsor me in shooting and actually sponsors a portion of the podcast. So we have the owners here. 
And I have a funny story about what took place with the coffee, but I'm going to talk about that <laughs> after I bring in Chad and let you all hear this funny story. Hey, so, how y'all doing? Well, hold on, hold on. It goes like this. So without further ado, he wants to get on the camera, wants to get on the microphone. So let's go ahead and bring him in. The owner of JM4 Tactical, my buddy, my friend, Chad. What's going on there with you, Chad? What's going on, Michael? I know this is a, I know we've done a couple of podcasts in the past, and but this is actually our first one we're actually doing live on uh, TikTok, which is kind of funny. Right. Um, I seen this the other day and I was like, well, we might as well try it. So we'll see how it goes. I just don't know where my moderators are. I think he just left the room. <laughs> One of them need to right. get them in there. Uh, but yeah, I love these anti-gun people. Oh my God. Uh, this is crazy. So, is... Um, um, so what I wanted to do was I wanted to go ahead and um, bring you on and talk about the coffee. Okay. So, mm -hmm. Here's how the story went with the coffee. So everybody is abreast of what's going on. <laughs> All right. Um, that's funny. <laughs> so um, what actually ended up taking place, whatever I was doing this day, I think I just either got finished doing some dry fire or I might've been doing dishes or something. Mm -hmm. I get a text message like, hey, what flavor do you like? <laughs> All right. And I was like, okay. Um, whatever it was four choices and i said vanilla right and he was like okay cool um i'm gonna send you something then i get a phone call like two minutes later hey you're gonna get some coffee and i want you to do um, a review on it i was like okay all right have a nice day hang up <laughs> <laughs> three days later i get the coffee and then i was like okay so he wants me to do a product review on coffee and i was like i don't even drink coffee but of course i got friends who do so that's what we are with. Yeah. And what's your friend? I've seen the review you put out the other day um, on YouTube. That was pretty cool. Right. And all the people that tried it and loved it, really liked it. And um, it was one of the things that we really wanted to get into. Um, we are a Second Amendment company. We believe in everybody's right to whether you want to own a gun or you don't want to own a gun. That's your decision. I'm talking to these anti-gunners on TikTok right now. That's their decision, um, but we wanted to get into the coffee industry because we know that gun owners love coffee, and what better to have it roasted right here in Texas and know that you're going to get a quality cup of coffee when you purchase from us. Correct. So um, let's back up a little bit and tell the good people who is JM4 Tactical, because the beginning of the video, I was like a holster company diving into the coffee business. Yeah. So, yeah, so kind of explain to the good people who is JM4. Well, we've expanded a lot. Um, you know, we started off as a holster company and actually this week we will be open six years. Nice. Six wow. years. And our it was a struggle when we first opened. There was a lot of doubt. A lot of people thought we were going to fail um it's just business we learned to take our negative energy that people were giving us and turn it into a positive drive and by us doing that actually our second year in business we were in forbes magazine they wrote a hard article over me and my wife and i couldn't have done it without her 
plain and simple. Behind every successful man is a very strong woman. That is just plain and simple. I mean, women, you know, men, we have to have that successful woman behind us to help us give us that drive. And she was my drive, 100%. But we, um, we're, we, we mainly are e-commerce and things like that. So we run into uh, the fact that it got a, out of sight of my horizon of what I do. You, you see what I mean? Because now we're talking about analytics and, and social media marketing and whole, whole different league for me. Well, I am into one thing I, I, I come up with is good ideas, but I'm really good with training. Right. And we wanted to start opening up training facilities. Um, we have one here in Abilene and we, we train a lot of students. We have several instructors that work for us that contract with us that are go through the, you know, they've, they're all certified instructors through USCCA. And we do a whole lot of training outside of that um, because we always train and that's what I'm good at. And that and coming up with good ideas. So uh, one of the things I've come up with is me and one of the, I come up with, I wanted to do coffee. Once start doing coffee, I wanted to get into coffee. I wanted it roasted right here in Texas uh, because all our products are made right here in Texas. So we jumped in and said, you know what? We're going to make coffee. We want to do coffee. We're gonna, and one of the girls which happens to be on maternity leave, um, me and her set out and we set out on a mission and that was to bring coffee, a coffee line to our website. And we did. I mean, some of the things I wake up with or wake up and, and say or think of or crazy. I mean, it's just like the, you notice we changed our logo. Correct. OK. Same thing, you know is i woke up one day i had a dream well not really a dream but i woke up and i thought you know what we are a christian company plain and simple and i want a cross in our logo and i come to a meeting i said i want a cross in our logo and everybody's looking at me like how are we going to do this do you realize we're branded everywhere do you realize everything we're fixing to do is rebranding mm -hmm. So how do we not change our logo, but still put a cross in our logo <laughs> and our great, our great videographer, and he, he does phenomenal videography and does all this stuff, all this stuff behind the scenes. Um, he come up with the cross in the logo and a lot of people don't even see it until we point it out. Right. And once, once we point it out, it's like, wow. There is a cross. <laughs> Have you, I mean, you you knew that, didn't you? Yeah, I, I noticed it. Yeah. Um, actually, um, it was a while back when I noticed it, but I was like, did I ever not notice it before? But then, of course, when I went back and looked at my jersey, it wasn't on my jersey, right? Yeah. And then, um, when Johnny had came over and um tasted the coffee, the first guy in the video who did the first taste test, mm -hmm. um, the owner of CAE Transfers, he actually pointed it out also. And I was just like, hey, you noticed it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, your new jersey is going to have the logo on it. Did they, I think, he, I think they said they shipped it. Somebody said something about them shipping it yesterday or? Yes. So um, maybe. Yeah, I got an email notification that it will be delivered today. Okay. All right. Cool. So it should have the cross on it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll make sure I'm, I'll point that out when I put it up for Instagram. 
you know, and we've got a, we've got a couple of customers out there, you know, and, and it, it's their right. You know, we live in America and we have the right for, for freedom of religion and freedom of this. And we have a, customer, a couple of customers out there that, you know, they request that we stamp it with the old logo. And we're fine with that. You know, that's that's you know, we want to keep them as customers and it's their right. We're not trying to push our um, our narrative down people's throats like some people do. Uh if they want their if they want their holster stamped without the cross and the, with the old logo, we, we are more than happy to do that. Um, that's just the way we are. Right, I understand that. So, yeah. um, so now we know you did the coffee. We know you want to do it. An employee um, wanted to do it as well. Mm -hmm. So, how did you come up with the flavors? Well. <laughs> We went through and we started picking and we started, you know, really working on it. And um, it's what we wanted to come up with. And I figured what better than, you know, some of the flavors we have. Uh, we have, you know, the Texas pecan pie, which is really good. If you mix it with the vanilla coffee that we have, like half and half, mm -hmm. it is a very good to be mixed. Um, we also mix the, we have the Texas dark chocolate, which is also, um, you can mix that dark chocolate with, uh, the pecan and it's very good also and then we have a breakfast blend the breakfast blend is very good it's a more of a just a natural coffee uh but it, it's really good all, all four of them are really good now we're coming up we're, we're thinking about some other flavors but right now we're sticking to these four and we have been selling a lot of coffee right so now um the vanilla there was a lot of people who tried the vanilla and everyone who came to the house and they tried it, they all was like, wow, this is really good. I was actually surprised. Yeah. So um, did y'all have much input as to? Yes, we had like, everything. Yeah, oh. everything we do. Um, we're, we're totally invested in everything we do. And one of the reasons is why we're going to put out a 100% quality product. We stand behind our products. We stand behind our quality. So when you purchase from us, you're not going to get anything any less than, than what we are going to use ourselves. Right. Uh, and our standards are set very high with what we do. So it's, um, it, it's a good thing for our customer because we get invested. I personally get invested. And if we don't like it, it don't go on the market until we like it, until we, until we love it. So is it everybody or just certain people associated with JM4? No, no. What was that question? I'm sorry. All right. So you said um, the whole portion of putting it on the market, it mm -hmm. won't go on the market, but is it with we everybody? All, yes. Everybody, everybody. I mean, like we, we taste, we, we, we make sure when, when something gets put out, we always, Everybody at JM4 offices, we, we get invested into it and we really are focused on making sure that we put out a quality brand and everybody likes it. Um, now, you know, there's a couple of girls love that, love it, making it a cold brew. I'm not a cold brew person. Right. So I've, I've got to go, okay, well, I'm not really a cold brew person, but there are some, you know, a couple of the girls at the office that love making the cold brew out of it. Mm -hmm. And I like this. Somebody commented, y'all should make a brand called Gun Blue and you can use a <laughs> platinum <Wow>. blue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
right. So now when did the process actually start? The whole coffee process? When did this actually start? I want to say back in, man, I've lost track. I know it's March. We probably started this before Christmas, mm -hmm. probably November. Right. Yeah. We started the process and usually we, I mean, like, well, I, you know, and I, I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about, this is fixing to launch out, but I, I can't talk too much about it, but we're fixing to start making holsters for a, uh, a certain gun or, or industry company. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, but we can't, we can't advertise or, or promote that yet. Uh, we've got some final steps to get through, right. but everything's in the final works. Um, and it's going to, I think, did I talk to you about that already on private? But yes. it's, it's going to be awesome. Like we're, we're really, we're really looking forward to working with this company. Mm -hmm. And when we do launch and when we do get launched out, uh, we'll have to do a podcast over it and we'll talk about it and things like that. Yeah. That's, that'd be awesome right there. It sounds like it's going to be fun. Um, oh yeah. We've got a lot of things in the works. We do. We've, we've always, we've always got something going on. Of course we have a massive website and we have a lot of traffic to our website and we love, you know, we, we, we focus on customer service and, and that's what everybody here at JM4, you know, our offices, they, they concentrate on customer service. You know, <laughs> if you email us, you, you call us, whatever, it's always coming right here to Abilene. Mm -hmm. That's awesome right there. So um, the video, so you actually watched it. What was your yeah. take on the video when you first seen it? I really liked it. And listen, if you have not seen this video, you've really got to go to MW Tactical and look at that look at that podcast. I think we posted it yesterday on our on our Facebook page. Correct. But you, you've got to go watch that video. Um, you've got, I mean, you've got to get your copy of this coffee. Everybody loves it. I mean, I used to only drink coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I'll drink four or five cups of this a day now because it's good. It's yeah. good coffee. I love coffee. Um, I didn't realize how much I liked it until we started really going into this. And I was like, this is really good coffee. Mm. We've done a really good job with this. Yeah. And actually my man, Johnny uh, from CAE transfers, he said the same thing. Like I, when I did the video, I don't want you to think anybody tasted the coffee beforehand. Right? Yeah. Everything was right there in front of the camera first time <laughs> that's you know? crazy yeah so um he's sitting there and um of course when he was um trying it i saw his facial expression his eyes pop so i was like okay yeah he really likes because he's very honest <laughs> he is very yeah honest. so if he didn't like it and he even said it in the video he was like um i wasn't thinking i was going to um enjoy this so i wasn't going to like it yeah so I, I found that funny as well so. <laughs> i sent that video over to my wife and she watched it and, and mm -hmm. she taped, she says that's a really good review i was like i know right. i love the music you played in the background i love the setting everything you did was great oh yeah like i said i appreciate that i had fun making that as well so um even like um the intro bit i was more like okay how do i do this how do i um get this to flow and it just hit me. Okay. Do it like this. Okay. Add yeah. music and make it have fun with it. <laughs> so that's what we did.
it, it was it was a good review and we really liked it and um it was pretty awesome so packaging and everything looked good everything resealable oh yeah so like i, I said um it, it was there it was spot on um and like i said i'm not one to um who likes to drink coffee i don't like the smell of coffee but everybody who came over to try out the coffee when i made it I was more like, holy cow, man, this stuff smells really good. And I got enjoyment <laughs> of just smelling it in the kitchen being um, made up. Yeah, we uh, we actually have a, a stuff out front of our store and it is. Um, uh, sorry, I was but it's uh, we, we you can come in, you can drink, get you a cup of coffee. You can um, try it. You can have your cup. We, we're always got stuff going on up there. But that front room, the front of the store smells really good all the time because they oh, got yeah. that coffee. Now, which blend do y'all um, make more of? I'm going to say Texas dark chocolate and the pecan, Texas pecan. Right. So um, Rockstar, the co-host of the show, she said she wanted to try the um, pecan and vanilla. Yes. Very so I, good mixture. Very yeah. good mixture. So I told her I was going to um, arrange for her um, to get those bags so she can try it and tell me what she thinks. Um, yeah. But I, I got another idea of what I want to do with other, um, the other flavors as well. Mm -hmm. But I'll talk to you off camera about that. All right. We'll, we'll do that <laughs> off camera. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, um, so how did y'all actually come up with the flavors? Like, like well, how did you pick dark chocolate? How did you pick the Texas blend? We got another company involved and we started, I mean, who doesn't like chocolate? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like pecan pie, right? you know, and vanilla. So we got a secondary company involved and we started really, really getting involved in, in the mixtures and things like that on it and tasting and, and going through everything and the different, you know, flavors and different amounts of, of uh, how, how it's roasted, stuff like that. And it, it's just turned out to be really good. Hmm. I mean, but we were invested into this process 100%. And we did a lot of taste testing. Oh, wow. So oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And a lot of different grinds and a lot of different, you know, hmm. everything was, we were invested. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, we were 100% invested in this. I had this office running around here zinging and zagging because everybody was hopped up on coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny right there. So, um, yeah, so mom, I'm about to, if you're watching this on um, the M-W Tactical YouTube channel, the day we recorded this, we're doing it live on TikTok, and my phone yeah. is about to die as well. <laughs> well, I'm going to, Oh yeah, it just died too. Yeah, it just died on me. So. Uh, one of the things that we're gonna do is um, we are, and I'm fixing to jump off TikTok, but we have a birthday sale going on, and it's B, like as in boy, B day six, mm -hmm. and it's gonna save you twenty percent. Right. So it's good through the eighteenth, through March eighteenth. That code is B day six. There we go. So there you have it, more savings for everybody who wants to go out and get some coffee. And I would actually say, go out and get the coffee. Everybody who's tried it said it was delicious. So um, now, how far do y'all plan on going 
with the the coffiness? I think we're going to leave the four brands out for right now. Now we just we just stepped into whole bean. We have whole bean, right. so um, we have whole bean and um, ground. So hmm. I think we're going to kind of lay low for a little while, right? And just kind of let this take over. And then, of course, our holster sales are, are doing really good. Hmm. But we're just going to kind of chill, and we're short-handed, short-staffed right now. So. Um, it's best that we go ahead and, um, how you say it, uh, kind of take it easy because right. we're not fully staffed to keep moving forward until we get our staff back. And then we'll, we'll come up with something else. I promise you, we always do. Right. Right. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So, um, if everybody will, please head on over to jm4.com forward slash coffee and, Look at the four brands or four blends that they have. If you don't have um, if you have a Keurig and you don't have a coffee maker, don't worry, they got that covered as well. So you're covered in that aspect. But then in the same breath, get the coffee and tell us what you think. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Chad is curious. And yeah. let's talk about it in the future. We do have a subscription that's going to be coming out that's going to be able to ship you your coffee. Uh, uh, within you know every month so you got to give us a little time to get on that because like I said we're shorthanded and that we, we're working towards it but right now we don't have the staffing to set it up because everybody's doing everything else right ever, you know but that is our next thing on our agenda gotcha I got gotcha. you so how can the good people reach out to JM4 and um follow you on all your social media feeds and all that good stuff. Just go to jm4tactical.com. We also got a great podcast also, JM4 Tactical. Um, all social media platforms, JM4 Tactical. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're on TikTok, uh, wherever. Now, you got to be a little careful going to TikTok because I get a little out there sometimes. Right. <laughs> and, and I just, TikTok is more about me and not as much about the company. Mm-hmm. Uh it's my personal views. Uh, so I get a little wild on there sometimes and I'll get, you know, half a million views and right. <laughs> thousand views and, and people loving it, but you got to put that a little bit aside because that's just me unleashing. That's just me just giving my point of view and just opening up. Um, because when I started my podcast, I'm, I promised him I wouldn't do that on my podcast. Gotcha. <laughs> I think I we've you. already started. Right. But it's just, um, I love our company and I want everybody to see our company. We are a Christian company, but we still have to, um, we still got our point of views. Gotcha. You know, all right. And well, the tic- TikTok's where I'm at. No, that's it right there. <laughs> I know you're having fun with it. So I know how that could go. I, it was started off as a joke. Mm-hmm. And I told you that, didn't I? Correct. It Correct. started off as a joke to see how fast can I get kicked off of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to be banned. I've got a couple of warnings, but I've yet to be banned. And now they pay me. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good turnaround right there. <laughs> I'm just like, are you serious? Right? This started off to be a joke. 
Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, I had 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 6,000. I'm going, where the hell is this going? 70,000, 80,000. You know, I've got like almost 90,000 followers on TikTok and I'm going, this was supposed to be a joke. But some of the best ideas and some of the best things that people do in life is really out of mistake. You know what I mean? When you right. come up with things like that. And that was just really a, I wanted to jump on to see how fast I could get kicked off. Right. <laughs> that's a that's a good theory-based system to have right there. <laughs> and it went crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. it went crazy. Did you see the one about me doing the one where I got robbed the other day? Yeah, yeah. I was actually like, <laughs> oh, really? What happened there? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> oh, that was that was a good one, man. That was yeah. a good one. People are like, oh my God, mm-hmm. you got me. You got me on that one. I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, did. That was you got a, me also. You got me on that one. Cause I was, all, I got all serious on that, you know. Right. Um, until <laughs> that was a good one, brother. Yeah. All right. Well, well, well. Once again, like I said, if everybody will head on over to jm4tactical.com forward slash coffee, pick up a brand and tell us what you think. And once again, Chad, I want to thank you for coming on to the M W Tactical Podcast. And. We will be in touch. All right. Thank All you right. very much. Once again, everyone, please thank you for listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. And as we already stated beforehand, head on over to YouTube and give us a, a subscribe. Hit the bell notification so you can be notified of when a new video is posted. Also on, on our other social media platforms, do a search for us for at M underscore W Tactical and Join us in our adventure within the 2A community, all right? So as we always say, until next time, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun. Y'all take care now. Thank you.